0: Welcome to the MetPro Method Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal O'Keefe. Today, I'm joined by Ryan McMullen and Kat Ramirez, and we're discussing navigating the gym during the busy season. Now, Ryan and Kat are both MetPro coaches and both own their own gyms. So we wanted to hear from both of them to get two very different perspectives. So thank you both for joining me today.
1: Thanks so much for having us, Crystal.
0: (laughs) I wanted to start with you, Kat. When... I want to get to the gym and it's intimidating. What do I do?
1: Yeah. So I think that's a really good question, especially coming off of the back of COVID where everyone was forced into their home and had to kind of make do with fitness at home or fitness alone, dependent upon the time during that entire quarantine. And Going back into the gym setting can be really intimidating for people for multiple reasons. First of all, they like introvert thing has set in, and so some people are uncomfortable being around other people and having to regain that confidence again when working out in front of others. Additionally, there can be some reservation around being in an environment where you're potentially exposing yourself to COVID or the variants or just general illness during the holiday and winter season. So I think that it's kind of a two-pronged thing there. For my clients that are having a hard time because of a kind of an introverted issue or like being around others and having the confidence to actually execute their workouts in front of other people, I like to tell them to start small. So doing like group zoom classes is a great first step. You're still working out at home, but you're with others. And then from there, maybe finding a buddy one person that can kind of be your wingman and keep you focused, and somebody that you can keep it lighthearted with, but you're getting the work done and going in with that other person. Then from there, if we still need a little bit of support, maybe we're doing group classes. Most gyms are doing group classes, but have a cap on them. For instance, I own a CrossFit gym. We are in North Carolina. It's needs for CrossFit, and. We do run classes. There are protocols set in place for general health and wellness, but our county is not required to wear the masks. Most people have been vaccinated. And so those people that do participate in a class setting feel comfortable. We have enough space between people that they are not on top of each other and enough equipment so they're not having to constantly share equipment. So moving into a group fitness setting can be really great in terms of boosting that confidence and getting back in the gym. And then from there, working with a coach is pretty big. Depending upon your personality type, you might not want to let a coach down. So it holds you accountable to the work that you're supposed to be doing. I have a lot of clients that I do private programming for, both through the gym and through MetPro. And so they have their own private programs based on their specific needs or goals that they want to attain. And they are accountable to me. And so they don't want to let me down. And they don't want to have that conversation like, oh, geez, Kat, I didn't do anything that you said. So then they are inclined to do that
0: work. Okay. Those are some really good tips. So do you think that people might feel intimidated by maybe one area of the gym more than others, like let's say the cardio area versus maybe going into the weights area? And if so, what are some thoughts that they can do about that? Sure. So I think that people are generally fine in the cardio area,
1: you're kind of zoning out. Like there's TVs, you can like put your music on and do whatever. I mean, I know for me, when I get on a treadmill or something like that, I cannot even look left to right. I'll like fly off of the things. So yeah, absolutely. I think that like people are generally pretty stationary and okay, like where they are on the cardio machines. Although cardio can be challenging. I just had a conversation with a client yesterday and he was like, I hate running. I don't like running. I said, what about like running with somebody? And he was like, I, I hate that even more. And I was like, okay, so um, it can't be challenging. But when you're inside of a gym, I think that for most people, it's the weights. And I think that that absolutely differs based on your life experience. I am a female. I did not grow up in the gym. I come from a more traditional family. My father was very old school. And so it was not really heavily promoted to get in the gym and work out and lift weights. Right. So most females, unless they're kind of growing up in an era of sport or within a sport, they're not necessarily so comfortable in the weights or doing strength workouts. And then a lot of gentlemen I will hear when they're kind of getting into it they're like there's so many machines and like i just don't know what they do and they're intimidating and like i don't want to like fall off of one and yeah. embarrass myself or whatever so i definitely think that the strength section is probably like an area of opportunity for most people and things that they can do is work with a personal trainer, sign up for like five sessions and just do like an intro. So, in a CrossFit gym, it's called on ramp or fundamentals or the essentials. And that is taking everybody through the basic movements that they're going to utilize in a class of foundational movements to make sure that they can execute them safely. They know what they're doing and they're not going to hurt themselves or others. And so it works for a coach insofar as they can say the movement and everybody knows what that is. And then they can work to finer points of performance works for the athlete because they're not so intimidated. They've seen it. They know what to do with it. They know how to modify it.
0: So now their confidence in- is going to be up when they start to use those machines. Yeah, yeah that makes 100%. sense. 100
1: percent. And in a normal like Globo Gym setting, you can do like a five session with a trainer and just say, hey, like I need the lay of the land. I need to know like how to operate these machines or like where should I start with weights, etc." And I think that's a really good starting point for most people.
0: I think that makes a lot of sense. One thing that is difficult, I think, for a beginner is knowing what weights to use. So let's say you've done the intro to the gym. You've had somebody kind of walk you through, show you how to use things. But you start to put a routine together, or maybe you got a routine off the internet. You have no idea what weights you should be using. It's intimidating to go up when there's people there and you don't know what way to try to swing them around and see like, does this work for me? What should they do?
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, good question. My rule, and this works for advanced all the way down to novice and beginner, is always start light, lighter than you think, because they can be your warm-up sets and that's okay. It's okay to have warm-up sets as little as five or 10 pounds, I'm a big guy. I've been weightlifting for a long time. And when I lay down on a bench to start bench pressing, the first thing I start off with is an empty bar and I'm warming up that movement pattern. So you can use warm up sets to feel out and figure out how much weight should I be doing? And how many reps can I do that at without feeling like you don't know what you're doing or feeling like you're not lifting as much as the person next to you you're just warming up. And when you get to something challenging, that's when you can start your sets and know, Hey, I can do this. And the second piece of that is write it down, (laughs) track this stuff so that the next time you go, back to the bench press or the deadlift or a machine that you were using, write down the weight and how many sets and reps you did so you can reference it and say, hey, next time I go on this machine or next time I use this piece of equipment, this is how what I'm doing and how much of it I'm doing.
0: So you brought up a couple of amazing points, but for somebody who's never done it before, that brings up more questions, right? Because if you go into the gym and it's super busy and you go up and you pick up some weights, What is the polite way to do that? Like, do you grab one set of weights and try it out? Or is it okay to get a couple? Does it depend on the gym? How do you handle that?
2: Oh, yeah, that depends on the gym and the culture and the time of day you're in there. I don't know that I have a definitive answer other than you kind of have to feel out the room. Okay, okay. Um, I always resort back to if I feel like someone's going to use something or they are done using something or put something back and I'm unsure, take the headphones out and ask. (laughs) (laughs) And it's great for conversation starters as well. And then it sets the tone and it makes everyone a little less rigid and a little less intimidated. How hard is it to say, hey, I just saw you put those dumbbells back. Are you done with those? Do you mind if I use them? And that person goes, oh, you know what? Thank you for asking. I actually, I have another set. I appreciate it. Oh, that's nice.
0: And then you
2: wait. Yeah. Or they say, oh, thank you so much for asking. No, I'm totally done with those. They're all yours. Great. Thank you.
0: I think I always feel like I'm inconveniencing someone. And so, like you mentioned, write it down, right? But that can take a second to write it down. So I personally might feel like I'm a little bit in a hurry to do that because I know that it's busy and everything makes me feel unsure so that's why I'm asking like when it comes to writing it down like should you finish what you did and then go write it down should you just tap it into your phone are there apps people can use what's the best way to do that
2: Oh man, there are so many different ways you can do that. A general note section of your phone is fine. I was always a big fan of like pad and paper, just really simple and straightforward. A lot of people really like too, they make those little mini whiteboards and a little whiteboard pen, and you could write your stuff down. You could even go to the extent of just snapping a photo, pick your phone up and use a bench press, for example. You're laying down, you do a barbell, snap a photo of it. And just remember, this is what I did for sets. And then you load some weight and you snap another photo. And there's so many ways you can do it. Or you can finish up with an exercise and go back to your gym bag and write down what you did in your sets. If you can remember it is the (laughs) key part there.
0: (laughs) Definitely. That can be tough. What about things like if you're doing supersets or if you're doing like a circuit? And again, the gym is busy. I realize I know you're gonna say, you know, ask, but is it even polite when it's busy like that to go ahead and take up multiple machines, do a circuit? How do you handle that?
2: That is where I draw a hard line and say no. Okay, okay. (laughs) Pick the situation and pick the atmosphere. If you do have circuits to do and you are a person that likes circuit training, you need multiple stations or pieces of equipment you have to be as courteous as other people are going to be courteous as well. So going at five 30 in January, after the new year's when everyone is off work and the gym is packed and you have four stations and you're taking up four machines, not cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Pick your times. So if you are dead set on, Hey, I am doing circuit training you need to spend some time in the gym and figure out when are the dead times and can I make that happen? Maybe 5 a.m. is really busy and it dies down at seven and picks back up at nine and it dies down at a get 11. You need to pick those times and work out your schedule so that you're not impeding other people's workouts because that's just as important as not creating a strain on somebody else.
0: Right. And having said that, being an owner of a gym, are there things that you wish people knew to do like that? They knew they had kind of like, here's some things that just everybody kind of misses the first time they go.
2: Anything like that? Generally, basic etiquette. I stick with a general three things. Put away and clean your equipment, please. Yes. (laughs) No one likes searching for the dumbbells that they can't find because you left them on a bench somewhere and nobody likes walking up to a piece of equipment that has sweaty butt prints all over it. Clean and put away your equipment. That's number one. Number two would just be to just be aware of your surroundings and be safe is a big one. And I mean, like, don't drop weights when you have someone three feet away from you doing another exercise, even if nothing happens, it's scary. And it makes them feel like you are not paying attention and you're probably not. So be safe in the gym. And then also just smile and be kind and introduce yourself. Gyms are, they should, no matter what gym you're at, if you're at a yoga studio, a CrossFit gym, a Globo gym, your basic like 24 hour fitness be courteous and kind and smile because you want to enjoy being there. If you smile, you're getting smiles back. They're enjoying being there and it creates a culture and community around enjoying being at the gym. We need more of that.
0: Absolutely. We could always use more kindness in the world. (laughs) What if you thought you could handle it and then you do something dumb in the gym. You make a fool of yourself somehow. Like, you went to go do a box jump and it was a little too high. You tripped, and now you feel embarrassed. I mean, it was an accident, but you feel embarrassed. Like, Is there anything you should do? Do you just get back up and pretend it didn't happen? Like what? I can feel myself getting red just thinking about doing that because it's something I would do. So We've all done it. I've done it multiple times. Everybody has done it. First of all, if you like
1: hit the corner of a box and need medical attention, obviously seek that out. Make sure there's no like blood pouring everywhere, right? Yes. Yes. Just get up and try it again. And maybe you need a little bit of a confidence booster. You probably, your adrenaline's up a little bit. Your heart rate's up a little bit. You're probably like a little like, oh God, I hope nobody saw that. Trying <laughs> tried to turn it into a hair adjustment. But I would just say like, get your heart rate back down. For instance, if you're doing box jumps, this is normal with box jumps. It's always like the one that is like the death defying move in the gym, right? Do some step ups until your heart rate comes down. And then maybe stand next to the box and do a couple reps and tuck your knees really high, proving to yourself. Yes, I can achieve the height. I'm safe. I'm okay. And then give it another go. But I guarantee everyone has done it. Like everybody, I am the most awkward person ever. So I'll usually like look around like, yep. I did that. <laughs> Or I'll be like, "Hey, buddy, can you come give me a hand so I can help on this box? I just want to hold my hand here?"
0: <laughs> so just own it. Also a good way to meet. People. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It is a good way to meet people. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for the advice today, Cat. Is there anything else that people should consider when going to the gym, and they haven't been for a while, or maybe it's their first time that we haven't covered today?
1: I think that finding what's gonna be the best fit for you. So you have the intention, you have the goal of getting into the gym, you know that. Now, what kind of a person are you? Are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? Do you like to be around people? Do you have a hard time finding motivation? Do you like being in a class? Do you like dancing, right? Do you like just like lifting in solidarity? Are you a quiet person? You don't wanna talk to anybody. So figuring out what type of person you are, what's your personality? Where is it that you can really shine? And then what's gonna be a little challenge? And so going into that way, there's tons of gyms. You can do a CrossFit gym. You can do something like a boot camp gym, like Orange Theory, or there's tons of them out there. Going into a cycling studio, going into a Globo gym, something like that, a boxing gym, right? So many different intentions and different stimuli and really understanding like where you are going to thrive with your personality and then do a trial. I always tell my athletes for MetPro, like if they're trying to get into a gym setting and they just don't have experience with it, great. Every gym has like a free day, free week, free month offering. Do like five different frees at different gyms and then see which one really resonated with you. What's the worst thing that can happen? You're getting different kinds of fitness. You'll probably meet some people. You're mixing it up. And then you're going to figure out like, you know what? Actually, I really loved this. Let me go back there.
0: Excellent advice. Absolutely. you kind of getting me all pumped up to go back to a gym. Ryan and Kat, thank you so much for your time today. This has been so fun. That is all for today. So if you listeners out there want to learn more about this topic or about MetPro in general, please check us out at metpro.co. You can find the MetPro Method podcast wherever you find any podcast. Please be sure to rate and review. I'm Coach Crystal with MetPro, and I will see you next week. Until then, remember, consistency is key.